The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We love your soul. Bring it out. <laughs> this is Coach Mo Fall. I am the founder, creator, and kick-ass coach of a 12-week transformational journey we take women on to help them bring their souls back to life and lift it up so that it informs and infuses the work that we do. Our careers are a big part of how we feel about our contribution in the world. And no matter if you're a mom or not, or if you're a spouse, wife, partner or not, you matter in the world to others, whether you have your own unique family unit or not. And your ability to thrive because of who you are and what you do is an essential human desire. It's how we're born. It's how we are put into this world to be unique creatures amongst the billions of us common, similar humans. We all have so much in common, yet we all have a very unique and special way that we are. And that unique and special way that you are, I believe, is your soul. And your soul has a soul print like your fingerprint. No two are alike. And everything you've been through can make your soul richer and deeper and stronger. But unfortunately, what happens in life is everything we've been through tends to beat us up a bit, move into more fear-based thinking and feeling, and it blocks us from our brilliance. As a coach, the number one thing that I do as a coach is to help you remove whatever blocks are in the way for your brilliance. Bringing your brilliance forward bringing your brilliance up and out into the world so that you feel awesome every single waking minute, every single sleeping minute. Your creator puts you here on this earth to be that unique expression of you. And when you're not living in that, you don't feel good. Plain and simple. Now, today's topic is why women are uncomfortable with success. And what I really mean by that is uncomfortable with our own success. If you are a little shy or maybe not interested in really knowing deep truths about how we human beings navigate life, you might not want to tune in to the rest of this show because I'm going to talk very boldly about what it's like to be a woman in the world. I'm going to talk very boldly about the thousands of women who we've helped 
and I'm going to talk very boldly about the tens of thousands of women we've spoken to on our complimentary career clarity calls. Each and every one of them, a special and unique person, a special and unique circumstance has come into their lives over the time of their lives and has put them here where they are. At the time we talk to a woman on her complimentary career clarity call, there's enough something that has caused her not to be where she wants to be in her career and life. And if that's where you are right now listening to me, I would offer for you please to go ahead and book a complimentary career clarity call. If this is the first time you're hearing me, you might want to watch my master class and learn about the five shifts to bring your soul to work. I think it'll resonate with you. And you can go there, or go and, and watch that master class at mofall.com slash masterclass. And that's a 45-minute uh, masterclass I have online where you will learn what I'm talking about at a deeper level. I'm going to touch on some of that stuff today, but it's where I have it all laid out in a very simple, easy-to-understand format that's going to speak to your heart, your soul, and your mind. If you have already seen my webinar, go ahead and book your complimentary career clarity call. You know what's going on. You know what the um, missteps might have been, and let's help you diagnose and clear that up. And if we can help you, we'd love to talk to you about what we do and how we help lift women. We've had an epic week on our uh, client side this week. And shout out, first names only, uh, shout out to... Jennifer, who has made a massive, massive move in her job, winning a huge, huge increase in salary, over a 37% increase in salary and incentives and stock. And shout out to you, Jennifer. Deidre, who is a new financial executive at a wonderful organization, uh, earning more than she's ever made and feeling super, super happy about it. You know, we help women get into uh, the six-figure earning category uh, fairly regularly, but we help women who are six-figure earning and break other barriers in that level. It feels really, really good uh, to help a woman really achieve and accomplish something that is above and beyond what she thought but she wanted, what her family has ever done. And so congratulations to you, Deidre, for that wonderful uh, achievement in career success. And, you know, so many people, when they listen to my work, they're like, Mo, it's always about money and success and career. Yeah, it is. Because the outpicturing of what your world looks like matters to you. And if you're so blocked that you don't like that, you've got some layers to pull away. And all of these wonderful women are touching other women, not only in their own families and their own friends, but also at work. These women are thriving at their soul level. They are changing the world just by the fact that they have changed themselves. And yes, greater prosperity and success comes from that soul elevation. And a big, huge shout out to Dolores, who won an Emmy. And congratulations to you, Dolores. Uh, you were shooting for the stars and 
wanting that so badly when we worked with each other and you're part of our kick-ass grad tribe and we're loving on you. Congratulations so much for that. And um, just one positive move after another of these women who all now have their soul as their main number one tool in thriving and living and being their authentic version of themselves. And that's where true power comes from. There is inauthentic power that comes from ego and intellect and force. But the true power in human life is from the soul. It's from our divinity. It's from that infinite, unyielding, ever-present, all-encompassing, all-powerful divine energy that we tap into when we remove the energy blocks, that we tap into when we remove the scars, the hurts, and then another layer that typically strangles women's energy, and that is being a victim. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. One of the main reasons why women don't succeed to the level that they are built for is because of hurts and conditioning that we are programmed at from a very young age. No one's fault. It's just the way that the human condition has continued to evolve. I'm going to take a sip of my green tea right now. And just sit back and explain something to you that 99% of the women on this planet understand. And I want to break it down in a way that if you're listening to this, and this may be the first time you may have heard it this way, please take notes and take it in. Try to do your best not to take this in personally that you did something wrong because that's exactly what I'm going to break down for you. You see, being vulnerable and then being hurt on top of being vulnerable creates a victim energy. And that's like a math equation, okay? It's not your fault that you may have been vulnerable and hurt. It's something that has to be taken care of. It's something that has to be healed. And it's a window into where your soul is that needs to be fortified. Let's talk about this in greater detail. Women are, by our physical nature, more vulnerable in the world. I didn't really want to ever believe this as a young girl growing up and as a young woman. Never wanted to really believe that because I didn't like it. And every time I would go out running when I was still living at home, my dad would caution me about moving off to the side of the road and being careful. And I know he was coming from a good place. And he may have said that to my brother when my brother went out running, but I know when he was talking to me about it, he was coming from a deeper place of fear for my safety. And being vulnerable 
is never anything that I felt comfortable with. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be active. I climbed trees. I outran the boys. I was always achieving physically. And in high school, between basketball and volleyball season, I began jogging. And this was way back in the 70s when jogging and running became a thing. And um, Runner's World and uh, books came out about running. And it became a real national, international obsession. Humans are built to run. We are, that's part of our makeup is to run. So I loved running and I wanted to stay in shape between basketball and volleyball season. And I would be running along the roads in basketball shoes because we didn't really have running shoes then. And they were just starting to come out. Matter of fact, I remember asking for my first pair of running shoes because I was running a 10 K race and I'm sure I've, I seemed like a foreign uh, child to my parents at some point because I was always endeavoring into these things, uh, causing them to drive me places, buy me equipment that was necessary. Um, so I knew that my dad, when he talked to me about being careful out running, I knew there was a second layer that he wouldn't have said to my, to my, to my one brother. There were five girls and my brother. And it wasn't until I was a professional woman traveling the last 10 plus years of my career, I spent on the road traveling quite a bit for two big national healthcare companies. And I would always pack up my running shoes and my running clothes to either run in the gym at the hotel or to run outside. I prefer running outside because it just feels better to me. Um, but sometimes the hotel wasn't maybe in a great place or I'd be running at dark early in the morning. So I would want to run in the gym. But there was this one time I was traveling with uh, a male colleague of mine and um, he asked me if I was going to run in the morning. And I said, um, you know, at this hotel, I don't really run outside because it's not in a great neighborhood. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, you know, it, it's a little scary for a woman to run outside in that neighborhood. He goes, wow, I never thought of that. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, he's never had to think about that. He's never had to consider the environment or the neighborhood as a condition of going outside and running. And as a woman, I always consider it. I used to pack my running clothes and plan whether it was going to be a gym run or an outside run. You know, it's an outside run. Maybe there's a windbreaker. Maybe there's a sweatshirt involved. Maybe longer pants. And he never had to consider whether he could run outside or not. Blew my mind. Why did it blow my mind? It blew my mind because I had lived my entire life having to think about that extra layer of caution because I'm vulnerable. I don't like even saying that, but it's true. As a woman, we are more vulnerable than our male counterparts in the world. I don't think anyone likes to admit that and we like to pretend it doesn't exist. 
when I was in my real running form, I'm 130, 140 pounds, five, six. I put on a few pounds now so I could fight off the intruders. (laughs) But honestly, the level of vulnerability that all women go through life carrying with them, carrying with us, impacts us at a deep level. This level of vulnerability is not something that I like admitting. It's not something I like recognizing. It is something that I have pushed down and pushed away and don't like being reminded of. I'd rather be reminded of how strong I am, how capable I am, how wonderful life is, how smart I am, how much I'm able to do and help others. That's what I want to be reminded of. But deep in the layers of who I am, the dimensions of me, and I'm sure, ladies, the dimensions of you, there's deep conditioning around this vulnerability. There's also deep conditioning around the fact that we're supposed to show up a certain way in this world. We're supposed to show up in a way that we're not being too smart, but work hard and get good grades, but don't be too smart. And get good grades and do well, but don't brag. And did you pay attention to everyone else in your life before you? Did you make sure everyone else was taken care of before you? These are the messages, not so subtle in many ways, that young girls and women are told all the time. I don't think I've ever, ever heard or seen a male counterpart be told he speaks too much, ever. And I was told that dozens of times to my face and probably hundreds of times behind my back. Makes for a good radio show host. (laughs) I should have said that back to them then. I don't think I've ever come across a guy who was told not to show how smart he was. No offense, guys. Bravo. But we all are aware of the unconscious, sometimes it's conscious, bias. And as women who are spending their decades of their formative years being told this, and for so many of us who are vital and physical and active and 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 ambitious and smart and want to achieve things in the world and to be pushed back in a corner all the time. It doesn't jive. So deep inside, there's a conflict. I can remember one time as a young girl walking home with who I thought was a friend of mine. I think it was sixth grade. And she started like picking on me out of nowhere. And then she like took my book bag and threw it all over the place. And I'm going, what is going on here? Then she started taunting me. I'm like, what is going on? I thought that this was my friend and we were walking home from school. I was so confused by this. The only thing I could do is to then do the same thing to her. And she was bigger than me, so I felt a little bit scared about it 
And I get in this fight with this young girl, my friend, and I'm super confused by the whole thing. I get home, my book bag's torn. I think the, this girl's mom called my mother. It was a whole thing. And I said to my mom, I don't know what happened. She all of a sudden started picking on me as we're walking home. And at a certain point, I, I didn't know what else to do. I started doing what she was doing to me, pulling her book bag and punching her and pulling her hair, whatever else we did. Well, her mother said that you got a better grade in math than she did. What? Okay. Does that mean she's supposed to like bully me and treat me poorly? I know that one got lodged in there somewhere. Confusion, emotional distress, a fight, being surprise attacked, embedded in performing better. Most people who perform better are celebrated. But sometimes for us young girls, that's not what happens. So at a very young age, whether it was not being able to play for the baseball team because I was a girl, not being able to play football because I was a girl, not being able to do X, Y, and Z because I was a girl, being picked on for being smart, there's anger in there about it. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable being successful when that's what happens to you as you are being a young girl and a young woman. I had a good friend who walked out on dinner with me years ago when I got my first big promotion and first big salary bump and was feeling really, really happy with myself. And I told my best friend at the time over dinner what was going on and this job promotion and what I was making. I was so excited and so happy. And she literally threw her napkin down and said, how dare you? And walked out. I never talked to her again. I'm not alone in my stories. I'm not my own negative success victim story. It happens to women all around the globe. How do I know this? Because I talk to thousands of women every year. And I coach hundreds of women every year in an intimate, personal way where we get to the root of this stuff. Because if you have a block about your success, if you're uncomfortable being successful because of a variety of reasons, you will be stifled in your career. You will be stifled in your ability to thrive at the level you know is in you. But for some reason, you just can't get there. And so many of our clients, first generation educated at that level, first generation earning at that level, and they didn't see growing up what that level of success looks like. Again, not their fault. But how were they to know? If you're making 190 as a financial professional and that's more than you've ever made, you think pretty good. But until you come across a kick-ass coach who says, yeah, you know, 
300, 350 is really where you ought to be at this point in your career. And you go, what? Huh? Really? I didn't know I could. I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know that was available. And then when we work with you for 12 weeks to get you there and to scrape off all of the layers of feeling not good enough and be treated poorly and didn't know and didn't know how to and always wondered why and all of that gets scraped off, we bring that soul back to beautiful, lovely life and we infuse that soul in a fabulous list of experience and education and expertise that you bring to the table as a coach, I don't ever help one of my clients have more education or have more experience. They bring that. But what they don't have is a strong enough soul to take themselves to the next level or recover from being passed over or recover from being outsourced out or recover from being displaced due to anything or being fired. Or in many cases, our gals have quit because they're sick and tired of it and they don't have an option. They don't know how to create something more for themselves while they're in a pressure cooker of feeling crappy because their entire life, they felt that way their entire life. They felt that it was their responsibility that their life wasn't going that well and their career was not working out their entire life. They thought that's exactly what life is like. And that's what the me too movement was all about. It was women beginning to speak up and not take being treated less than anymore. And there's been waves of it all since humanity, I'm sure. The women's voting surge that happened over 100 years ago, the ERA in the 1970s, which happened 70, 50-something years after that. We've continually been in a pull us through to the next level. And when I come back from the break... I'm going to talk about all the great upside of all of this. You might be afraid of your own success because of things that you were told all your life. It doesn't mean that success is not available to you. It just means you're going to have to work through that stuff. I'll see you at the other side of this break and we'll go into this in a deeper level. Tune back in. There's more. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are back on a very rambunctious topic for our show today talking about why women are uncomfortable with success. And if you'd like to join this conversation or ask me a question, 816-251-3555. And we are happy. I am happy to engage in a conversation with you about this topic or anything soul or career in between all of that. I ended the first half of this segment by talking about 
how women have come through waves of saying no more. We're no longer going to accept this treatment. We're no longer going to be victims of our own vulnerability. And at the end of the day, uh, we women can only do so much about this. We can do a lot, but it also involves the absolute glorious and empathetic transformation of our male brethren in a way that is not uh, condescending, but is appreciating and is welcoming and is in its own right uh, absolutely 100% human and humane. And that is what we all wish for all of us as human beings, to be able to bring our talents, our gifts, and our soul to the table in a way that it is appreciated and recognized by other humans. Whether we come in male form or female form or non-binary form or any gender form, the physical body is really just the smallest part of who we are. And we forget that so many times because our physical body is built to sense everything that's going on. Our physical body is a receiver and a transmitter of signals in and out of the unified field. And is the energy of the unified field which equals the energy within our soul. And when our soul is dim and shut down, it's not resonating as strongly and powerfully with the unified field. It is sending out a weak little signal. This is the magic formula of the coaching that I do with my clients. Another sip of green tea on that one. You see, when you have a pulsing energy within you that is dimmer than it ought to be, your transmission and your receiving is dimmer. And therefore, just as if you were a Wi-Fi or a cell phone or anything else that transmits and receives signals, if the energy packet that is fueling that is less than, you're not going to have the greatest signal. You're not going to pick up things. I'm sure all of you listening here have had situations, whether you be on a cell phone or now on all these ubiquitous Zoom encounters that we have, where the transmission or the receiving got a little bit wonky and you missed words. You missed phrases. Perhaps that person actually even dropped off of the transmission. When you're not able to maintain a strong transmission and a strong receiving signal, you're going to lose information. And the same thing is with your soul. When your soul is depleted and shriveled up and shrunken down because you've been told untruths about you, or about the world, about how vulnerable you are, how unfair it is, how you're not supposed to be too smart, you're not supposed to brag, you're not supposed to cause fights, you're not supposed to whatever. When you're told things that dim your truth, your soul is but a little tiny 
squeaky little light trying to get some attention. It's hardly pulsing sometimes. And therefore, all of the infinite potential available to you is not able to get through because your transmission and receiving signal is not vibrant enough. And this comes across in so many ways. The real truth for you that I'd like you to hear right now is that if your life is not working out for you, if your career is not working out for you, I can tell you, you have soul work to do. Because I'm pretty sure you're working hard. I'm pretty sure you're trying to make all the pieces come together. I'm pretty sure that you're putting the effort out. I'm pretty sure that you're trying to do all the right things. And I'm pretty sure that you're confused why it's not working out. After speaking to over 10,000 women over the years about their careers and their lives, we know a few things. After living our lives, myself and my entire, all my team members, we know a few things to be true. It's not just in the hard work that gets you successful. It's not just in the effort that you're putting out because you can't effort over a broken soul and make it all right. You can't effort over a woman who is told not to be too smart and think you're going to outsmart that programming. When you've been conditioned to play small, when you've been conditioned to stay in your box and you don't even know it's a box, so many of our gals, when they come into our workshop, they get a big light bulb moment. I didn't even realize that I was agreeing to playing so small. I just thought that that's what the world was all about. I didn't even know there was another truth to be had. And why is that? Because everyone else in their life is complaining about the same thing. So it seems like it's just what reality is. But reality is a construct that you make up. Your consciousness creates it based on your beliefs. You literally believe and then you see. And when I first heard those words, Wayne Dyer was the first person I heard those words from. When I first heard those words, I thought to myself, that dude, he's just a writer. He's just regurgitating something from other spiritual writings that other people who really didn't have to work in the world and didn't have to pay their credit cards and didn't have to, you know, get their flat tires repaired. You know, all of the things that keep dragging on us human beings, the normal wear and tear of life. And then I realized, after a while of being stubborn, that I was playing the wrong tapes over and over again in my head, in my heart. I didn't know any better. I didn't until I did. And as I got more experience in this shifting of consciousness, as I got more experience in understanding the depths and breaths 
of my unconscious energy and my soul being, as I understood how all of that comes together and works together, I tried it out for myself. And my, my deepest awakening was when I went through my breast cancer journey, and I talk about this quite regularly because it was truly my my awakening. My deepest awareness of the work that I needed to do in me to change my life was all about my soul resonating in a higher level of truth and in a higher level of power because that is our truth. Our truth as human beings is that we are powerful. And many of us being raised, we were told we were not. And how dare we and who are we to do that? I used to love climbing trees to the very tippy top and then waving down below. Look at me. And most of the first responses from parents or even siblings or friends, better be careful up there. Don't fall. Don't make a mistake coming down. Probably by 10 to 1 over the good for you. You know, the good for you's didn't really quite translate as much as the fear messages. Reveling in our accomplishments, seeing ourselves as capable, basking in that is the stuff of the human soul. If you're around young kids, younger than maybe the age of six, you'll see what a soul is all about because little people want to be seen. Look at me. Look at what I did. Look what I can do. I'm going to try to jump from there to there. Watch me. Look at me. Look what I did. Everything of the soul in its purity is about other human beings seeing us in our power and our truth. Look what I drew. Look what I just did. Look at that clay thing I just did. Look at that painting I just did. Look at me swim across the pool. Look at me throw this ball. Look at me. That's the soul. Every single one of us, I don't care what your age, you have a soul inside that wants to be seen. She wants to be seen in what is true of her. She wants to be recognized. Now you may say, no, I don't like recognition. I don't, I don't, I don't. That's because you were told something else. But I'm going to guarantee you that if we were to roll the tape back to when you were two, three, four, five, you wanted to be seen. You were happy when you were seen. You may have said, mom, 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 mom. The human soul is built to show up and to be seen. And as a 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90 or 100-year-old person, you've gotten so used to not being seen. And perhaps you have a couple of layers of veneer on top of all of that. 
and perhaps you've decided that life is going to be unfair. And perhaps you've decided that success is for people who are like that person and I'm never going to be like that person. I want success for you. I want success for that person who is you. She deserves to be happy. She deserves to be well paid. She deserves to be seen. She deserves to run that department. She deserves to run that company. She deserves it all. She deserves to write that software code. She deserves to be the analytical guru. Whatever your natural gifts and talents are, you want to be seen for them. And I have such a strong passion at helping you get there because I know what it's like to feel hidden and misunderstood. I know what it's like to work my butt off trying to get ahead and someone who's not as smart, not as experienced, gets the promotion. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to miss out on hundreds of thousands of dollars of earnings because I was conflicted about my own success. I know what it's like. And as we travel this human journey, our best success has three characteristics to it. Number one, the most vibrant soul that we can bring up each and every day. Your soul has to be vibrant and big and active. And with a daily ritual and a daily habit of taking care of your soul every morning, you can get there. Number two, you have to clear up all of the conditioning and programming that are in conflict with that big soul of yours. Because when you begin to raise your soul vibration and become bigger from at the soul level, it's going to hit up against all these restrictions and all of this programming. And you're going to wonder which one is true. And I'll tell you, and if you're working with me, I'll coach you through it in a very intimate, personal way. When you hit up against that resistance because your soul's starting to come alive and it's hitting all those barriers of the decades of being told that you're not smart enough or not to be too smart and not to brag and not to upset the apple cart and not to be you, when, you've, when you hit up against all of that, there's going to be breakthroughs and it's going to be scary as heck because you're not sure who you are past that breakthrough. But the breakthroughs are necessary. And they only come when you bring your soul's vibration up past its habitual place. And then number three, you have to get comfortable presenting your value. You have to get comfortable being the big, talented version of you. You have to get comfortable with being awesome. And here's the trick to that one. 
you'll never be as comfortable as you want being awesome. Until you do. <laughs> because that is the longest part of the journey. The longest part of the journey is being comfortable with all you have, with all you are, and all the ambition you have to just keep being more you. Getting comfortable with that is what that last leg of that journey looks like, and it goes on until we take our last breath. Hopefully, hopefully, that's how you feel when it all comes to an end that you have been in complete congruence with your soul's desire to grow and be as big as it can be. I'll make that death wish for you right now. May you die in peace knowing that you lived your soul's truth and power all the days of your life from this moment on. And if you're hearing me for the first time, may you right now be motivated and moved to do something super special that will change the trajectory of your life toward your highest good. And if you'd like to talk about doing that with me and my team who are awesome, it's very simple. You book a complimentary clarity call at mofall.com slash live clarity. We'll talk with you. We'll figure it out with you. And if we can work with you and help you out, we'll talk about that. It's not always the case. But I know your soul is begging to be seen at another level. And those limiting beliefs that are constricting the soul's vibration right now are ready to be broken through. Because human beings want to live with no barriers and no boundaries. Have you noticed that that's where we are as human beings over the last year and a half in particular? Over the last 10 years? Of the 10 years before that, we have continually been on a mission as human beings to stretch the boundaries of what is possible. To open up and reduce the separation. To open up and be all that we can be without limitations. The flights that are getting scheduled to Mars, the rockets that are getting boosted up, the technology, everything is about being in a limitless existence. And that's going to blow your ego and blow your mind, I know. It's something that only our soul truly understands. And the visionaries and the pioneers of the world have continued to press on and press out the nature of the soul's desire to expand. We have continued to press against the limits that we are handed from the generation before and press out and expand to another level of human fulfillment, another level 
of human experience. Another level of humans experiencing life, connectedness, togetherness, happiness. There's new expanded opportunities in careers, jobs, things that are being invented, created. There seems like there is a unbounded sense of opportunity and technology is taking us there in such a rapid, rapid fashion. You know, I'm sure in the 1800s when railroad traffic and faster locomotives and things like that were beginning to spread across the country and the the big industry was laying more railroad track. And then when that got challenged with airplanes, I'm sure the railroad people were saying to the airplane people, we don't need to put people up in those dangerous machines. Keep them on the ground. We can just build more railroad tracks. But the human desire to build and expand said, no, we need to be moving faster. We need to fly. And we've been flying so much over the past hundred years. You know, it's kind of curious. The first couple of decades of air travel, I think, was probably the 50s and 60s when commercial air travel was uh, growing right after the World War II. Having the um, the vomit bag in the back of the uh, the seat was a real need because people couldn't stomach, literally, they couldn't stomach the expansion of air travel. So people would get sick so often on air travel. And now it doesn't really happen that often, and the vomit bag is sometimes not even around or available. And people sort of collect them now as relics. Sure, people get sick on planes, but it's not the same thing. People literally got sick to their stomach because of the expansion of what air travel meant to human beings. It was a real expansion of the human experience to go from New York to L.A. in four hours. So as we continue to expand now into the technology sphere, we continue to expand with data. We continue to expand with space flight, and it's not just for the, the very few astronauts around the world. And we've been using satellites to transmit cell images and map images. And we're continuing to explore the vast, almost infinite playground of space. We will continue to expand as human beings. And as we're doing all of that in space and in travel, the human experience as a being is expansive. Having gender boundaries that are blown out, having work uh, boundaries that are blown out, being able to almost live anywhere and work anywhere. These are things that are part of the expanded experience as a human being. And when we have our own personal expansion, we can live in the truth of these. But again, the three important ingredients you must have to get comfortable with success and expansion is number one, a daily practice. 
of being in your soul to expand your soul each and every day. Number two, to reduce, eliminate, and decimate all the limiting beliefs that are holding your soul back. And number three, getting more comfortable every day with your power. Getting more comfortable every day with your power. And when I say the word power, so many people shudder a little bit because they think power is evil and negative. And right there, you've isolated a negative belief, a limiting belief about the word power. And if you're a woman, you have a negative belief about power because you've been victimized in your vulnerability many, many times in your life. So please embrace the power of the soul and embrace the word power in a new way a new human strength, a new vibrational, infinite expansion power, not power over others, but power for you to be you and make the impact in the world that you're built for. Have a fantastic rest of your day and week. This is Coach MoFall, MoFall.com. Slash live clarity gets you a complimentary career clarity call. We can talk about all things career for you and with you and help you sort out what's holding you back from your power. This is Coach Mo Fall, and may your soul bring you so much success and power. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.